0: Talking NBA here on the block. I'm Austin right. he's Strick. Glad you're with us here on 93.7 The Ticket, whether you're driving around town, uh, you know, at your desktop at work on the ticketfm.com or watching one of our four streams Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And of course, on television as well, uh, Aloe Channel 951. Plenty of ways to consume your ticket content. No no reason to miss us. You don't have an excuse. Yeah,
1: but we're everywhere, baby. Mm-hmm. You can find us Radio,
0: Sunshine, didn't even mention the app on the phone didn't even mention that's the free. App. free
1: free free the ticketfm.com mm-hmm. that's all you need you can get all from the beginning to the end morning to night mm. and all the weekend shows as well and the the weekend nights uh shows man it's 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 a lineup right here baby you can come and get it anytime you want uh nick Claxton, joe Embiid. oh my goodness I thought they could get it anytime they want
0: um i i was on twitter and I didn't see video of what happened between Embiid and Claxton at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hearing, okay, that was Draymond Green-esque. He should be ex- be suspended. Um, you know, tagged with flagrant two, out of the game, ejected, all that stuff. Then I see the video. How is he not ejected? <laughs> Strick,
1: um, he kicked the
0: dude. Where you don't kick a man?
1: I've seen that happen on multiple occasions where. Someone that was below kind of made a kick up and it, you know, found its way towards the growing area. And there's been um, consequences and repercussions uh, Mm -hmm. for that action. Um, And that's where it throws me a little curveball as to is there a serious bias? Uh, Sutter, Hammond, text line, 402-464-5685. Is there a bias? or Do certain people get special treatment like for example um let's just run back malice in the palace Mm -hmm. let's just let's just run back to that right um i can understand going up in the stands jackson i can understand you know meta world peace aka ron artest going up in the stands i can understand suspensions and stuff that 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 entails um serious suspension For the one I think I was most disturbed about was uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Anytime somebody – you're already at a disadvantage in this whole situation. Securities at a minimum. And and I saw this coming, Austin, because they had just did it to me. Really? Two years before. We were – when I was playing with the Boston Celtics – um in detroit in in detroit okay. we're beating the brakes off of them we win the series we go um i'm going at halftime out of the tunnel you can actually find it on youtube i, I you know I've, I've actually seen it someone pours a beer on my head walking out the tunnel rude your initial reaction is to respond because there's nothing more disrespectful than someone throwing a beer, some liquor in your face, spitting on you, which, you know, we've seen some NBA guys do that. I think um, I want to say Raj, Rajon Rondo did that. He spit, I think, on Chris Paul. There's there's nothing more disrespectful than that. Well, and even the Knicks fans spat at Trey, Trey Young. There's there's mm-hmm. is so much disrespect in that, right? So your natural reaction is to respond. Now, run Ron Artest. Was laying on the court, so this is why I kind of have, you know, I'm, 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 you know, some disappointment with it because, how do you want somebody to respond on that, right? You're laying on the court, mm-hmm. someone throws out of the stands, a drink that hits you. net na- it's just a natural reaction thing. Similar to me, I climbed up, I was about to go into the stands, somebody had to ref- restrain me in the same manner that that couldn't happen there because he happened to be right on the edge of the court your national reaction is that you're going into the stand solo so of course your teammates are going to back you up just steven jackson obviously and then more people kind of find their way you're in a you're in a disadvantage okay O'Neal is on the court mm-hmm. somebody comes onto the court what do you want me to do I'm going to defend myself. He's not supposed to be there. You are not supposed to be there. My boy, you came into a domain that you should not have been in Mm -hmm. and I drop you. So that was a, that was disturbing the, how he got suspended the way he was. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I look at this situation, the kick, right. Um, I'm wondering, like, how is there not anything? He is a major part. He's in the MVP race. You've got a lot of these things going on, these other outside things. Does that have any weight in it? That's the question. It sure feels like
0: it does. Because if you look at what Draymond Green did, to me, it sounds like the rationale for suspending Draymond, which, okay, sure, fine. But the rationale behind it was, well, he has a history of doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Clearly, Draymond doesn't get the message. Right. Yeah, sure. Eject him from the game. You don't stomp on a guy's chest. But I, I think to me, what Sabonis did in grabbing his leg was worse than what Claxton did in stepping over Embiid. The Facts. rationale for keeping Embiid in the game from the league was, well, he missed his target. Okay, so we kicked the inner thigh instead of hitting him <laughs> where the, the sun the, don't the, Yes, right. How does that make a difference? It does not make any he sense. He kicked up as the guy stepped over him. And let's not pretend like Joel
1: Embiid's a saint. He's got a little history of on-court incidents. Right. And and there was another instance that there was not a suspension, but it cost a series, and I can't remember who was suspended. No, I think he might have been hurt. Um, when um big game um Ori mm-hmm. big game l- Bob literally like like Ray 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 not Ray uh I was about to say Ray Crew not Ray Crew but um. Um, linebacker, Ray Lewis. Yeah, Ray Lewis, yeah. He Ray Lewis the guy, mm-hmm. Steve Nash dribbling <laughs> up the court. Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis, and nothing happened. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, where's, where's the weight scale? And I'm going to be honest. That's one of the probably reasons why I, I'm so glad I didn't get through G League referee training because <laughs> – I, I don't know if I, I might have been pulling hair out that I don't have, Austin. I mean, I would have been like, I don't have it. But I would have been pulling it out probably from some of the stuff that I've been seeing and how they're they're responding. There have been some replays that I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, how did you get that from that replay? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's kind of crazy.
0: So the other thing to me, Strick, when we look at this Sixer situation, we'll bring it back kind of to a bigger picture after this, was James Harden later got ejected. Uh, for trying to create space. You know, he kind of threw his elbow mm-hmm. into the junk, gets ejected for that, mm-hmm. I guess because he hit his target, he didn't miss. And then Claxton gets ejected for for talking, for yapping, you know, he taunting, I suppose, is what they said it officially was. So those two guys, James Harden, former MVP candidate, um, still a key piece of the Sixers, and Nick Claxton, who, not a star by any means, but Brooklyn seems to think he's a part of their future. Yeah. But those two guys get run, Joel Embiid doesn't it feels fishy and that's a problem for the NBA because again you Woo! think of the, the frozen envelopes you think of Tim Donahue yeah. you think of yeah. you know the, the superstar calls that yeah. the league has reputation outside of it for giving away yeah. to me this feels like a short term fix for the league that oh we can't lose Joel Embiid we can't do two no
1: we can't do two mm-hmm. we, we, oh, we can do one we will literally, we we would uh, change the dynamics of this series if we do too. No, the consequences of the actions determines whether or not. So that leads me to say, what what type of integral value do you really have? Right, it's a very short term view because if the NBA
0: to me had a big picture view of everything going on, both Draymond Green and Dwell and Beat are suspended. Facts.
1: You got similar instances. Mm-hmm. Kick or stomp. What's the difference?
0: the direction one kicked up one stomped down. That's, that's it.
1: Yeah. That throws me, that, that just, that throws me. We love to hear from you guys, what your perspective is on this. And you may not even watch the game, but go YouTube it or go check it out because uh, it's crazy. it, It really is. It's crazy. And I'm, I'm just so glad I'm not involved in it or, nor with our referee in that one, because you know, the decisions or even, you know, back home, I, I would, I, you know, I will say this, Austin. I think David Stern would have handled it better than Adam Silver. What would Stern have done? Stern would have handled the business. Like mm-hmm. he, he'd not care. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. You know, Stern, Stern, Stern carried his name well. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Stern. David sternly, Stern. Yes. He was he sternly <laughs> handled whatever he felt that was doing. Um, was a detriment to the integrity of the league or to the league in itself, whether it be by person, personnel, players, uh, staff, whatever the case may be, it would have been handled a lot differently. So, yeah. There was a, an article put out recently, Strick, from,
0: uh, I think it was The Athletic, but they they surveyed current players right now. And it was somewhere between 25 and 30% said the biggest problem facing the league right now is the officiating.
1: Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. It's horrendous. How's Uh, that? For example, uh, Golden State played well last night, by the way. Um, I was actually impressed. Um, I I really want to continue to look at the statistics to kind of see how things went, whether fouls, because sometimes – uh, things seem to happen to try to make sure that games go a little bit longer they get extended and you sometimes you'll see some foul changes or some some fouls that in at some uh, weird times or at some uh, crucial times you'll see them happen but um i would like to uh, you know just really dig into that
0: uh kings fouls 22 warriors fouls 19
1: okay pretty even pretty even but i was i was impressed with the the warriors play because i i really think Draymond Green is an integral part not necessarily just because of his defense but because of his assists and the way that he screens he has a great feel for where guys are moving uh how the ball moves It lot a lot of times it moves through him uh Looney is a great guy that helps to get extra possessions and does things like that and he's he's a hardworking, just in the trenches type of guy um but I didn't know who could fill that spot. now now here's where I get back to the referee DiVincenzo I watched I watched a a film. Great move, by the way. Um, He had a a crossover with a with a, you know, Jordan Poole with that, you know, good step back. But he double dribbled, puts two hands on the ball, gets the guy elevated and drops it and goes to the basket and drops off a floater. I'm like, you guys, how do you not? How do you not see that? He put two hands to that ball. But okay, go ahead. Are the
0: refs in situations like that too busy watching the game? Just too slow on their reaction? Bad so, angle? What what's the biggest culprit?
1: So here's the teaching. The teaching is you really don't watch the offense, you watch the defense. Mm. This is this is a lot of the times of in the ways in which they get away with these crazy travels. Like guys are taking four or five steps, changing. The James Harden style yeah, stuff. They're, they're doing but because you're 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 normally you're taught. Defense, defense, hands, placement, shot, wrist, you know, you're taught um, touch points, right? Mm -hmm. Swipes, all of that. You're taught that. Um, And by way of defense, you you have areas of coverage, right? Primary, they call it primary coverage areas. So wherever your eyes are in your primary coverage area, the other guys aren't in it. Not mm-hmm. supposed to be. The only common crosses in primary coverage areas is in screen and rolls or picks or sure. different things like that where you may get multiple eyes and it works from the back forward and from the top down. you know, depending okay. on where you are. If you're out as a trail, I mean, as a as a uh, um as a uh, trail mm-hmm. a, a referee top, you're from top down as far as coverage. first to the defense, then to the guy setting screen and so forth and so on from the offensive guy down. And then if you're the lead referee, refereeing a a screen, you work from the bottom up. And so that's kind of how it works, but that's still to me, there's just, you you know, being a point guard, I have great peripheral vision, so I can actually see there, but still see what's going on over here type of thing, right? You should Mm kind of be able to pick certain things up. Absolutely. And it's one thing
0: if, refs were missing some of those calls. It went under the radar now outside of their primary assignment. That's fine. But to me, it speaks to the players concerns when these big moments come and they're still getting it wrong. Yeah. Because you can be annoyed by the little things and I'm sure they add up over time and it's not good to miss those things. But when you have these big big moments. moments that you know are going to influence how your league and your game, you know, is talked about the next day through the rest of the first round. You can't afford to have a bad look in those situations, yeah. and the NBA does right now.
1: Yeah, and it and it happens more often than not, and that's and that's where the problem comes in. I think you're starting to see it too in NCAAs. Uh, hmm. You, I watch some of these games, and I'm like, what? I think what what certain things that disturb me with refereeing is there's no way you could have seen that. You guessed. We're taught not to <laughs> guess. You're taught hmm. to process see does it have an effect on the play if you hit somebody's arm similar to what happened to LeBron when he drove to the basket I think everybody was up in arms in that against the it was a crucial time what you talking about we're talking about crucial time Mm -hmm. it was a crucial time he's going to lay up Jason Tatum literally hits nothing but wrist yeah right Mm -hmm. so those situations when they do happen it it really and, and as it compounds it just only makes it worse Mm-hmm. You know, for the league and for, you know, the staff. And, and I, I know Monty McCutcheon. He's a great, he's a great guy. He was a ref when I was a ref around the time. He was a good one. Um I know he's teaching them better than that. And I just <laughs> I hope he is. So I'm just hoping that they're able to correct this and get that right because it's really tainting the game. So
0: we'll finish this discussion with this. Uh shootout with Strick coming up next, $15 Buffalo Wings and Rings on the line. I know your big thing is the best refs know how to ref the gray yeah. between the black and the white of what the rule book says. But in our discussion just now you threw in, you know, you're a point guard, you have that peripheral vision. You can see multiple things going on at once. I have to imagine the vast majority of the guys that are refing didn't played. play at the highest level. Never if, played. you know, if they even played in
1: college, facts.
0: How, how would it make an impact if, you know, two or three you know, guys like maybe Chris Paul for just an example to throw out there, a guy that knows the rules, but sees everything going on. What if someone like him got into refing? Would that even help at all?
1: I don't want to, I don't want to throw this out there. Cause this would be an alleged thing. I, to me, it just, it, it doesn't seem that's what they want. Hmm. It, it, it seemed that it was, um, they wanted to transition women into it. They were going through that phase. That's not a problem. Okay. That's what you that's what you want to do. You know, it's open. Give it it's a shot. It's a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's 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 like whenever I noticed a lot of former players trying to make their way, there's a couple of them. I think uh workman was one and um there's two of them. Uh gosh darn it. He's he's older now. Um, ooh, there's there's two. Uh Hayward Workman was one, but a lot of them didn't uh bernie fryer leon wood leon wood there you go those two and they played, and and but you didn't you rarely saw them at the the super high games you saw them in there but you rarely saw them in the big games and that's the that's that's the part that i i didn't like now in college i think there have been some guys that have played in some basketball um show me a few that have been at high level division. And, and I think there's something that, that's, that's inertly, um, just kind of entered into the psyche of coordinators. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, yeah, you were a superstar athlete. You were a division one player. Yes. You played in the NBA or yes, you did this, but how do you think you can just come into my sector and do what I do? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, I'm, I'm the best in this. How do you think you can cross over and do what I do to the level that I do it? And gotcha. and I, I I I think that happens a lot. Some some territorialism, a little yeah, defensive. Yeah. And and listen, it's very territorial at the collegiate level. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. I'm I'm gonna put it out there. It's very territorial, and here's why. You know th- you know those guys' salaries. They're making almost at the high Division One Power Five levels. They're making three to four grand a game. A game. Okay, Mm -hmm. and if you're working multiple leagues, you can make three to four, four hundred thousand dollars a year refereeing games, traveling Mm -hmm. all over country. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where it becomes territorial. When they look at a guy like me or somebody like coming into the space, they're like, you did it. You made it. Um, You're not taking games from me. So they don't. So some of them don't help you in the in the process. Right. It's Mm -hmm. really now. Listen, I'm going to be honest about it. I think John Higgins, who's pretty local here, uh, Kip Kissinger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think there's there's certain sectors, like in Florida. Uh, I think those guys do a good job of helping young referees in this sector here. Um, uh, Texas is not very good. It's like crab in a barrel. it's like everybody's you know pulling each other down and they only kind of you know hey you you're cool with me you can come through you know that's why i just had to stop i was just like i'm not doing this no more you know
0: last thing so you triggered one more question as a player put yourself in you know nba career eric strickland's mind as a player what you know percentage of rule book knowledge would you trade for an increase in percentage for feel for the game like if a former player's refing, would you give up like 20% of a knowledge of the rule book to get a 20% better feel for the game from a referee. Uh,
1: And and uh, you're right. That's a great question. And I think uh, there's a balance for that. Here's why. When you put crews together, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. Because there's guys in a crew that are very rule oriented. So if you have to address and handle a rule situation,
0: you got somebody.
1: Yeah, you got that guy. Mm -hmm. Then there's guys that just know how to run the game because running the game is very important too right they may not be super dope in rules and all the rule knowledges but the the core rule knowledge is 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 solid but running the game handling the coaches taking care of the players being able to talk to a player like young fella you know i saw that i saw that don't be doing that we're not we're not gonna have that in the game and not put it on blast okay you 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 address it young fella i'm trying to tell i'm trying to okay you go to the coach, the guys, you just know how to kind of do those systematic things to make the game run smooth. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's guys that just are strictly by the book. Everything is black and white. And sometimes they can mess up a game. Then mm. the reason being is that foul wasn't necessary there. That technical was not necessary. You could have had a conversation before that one Mm -hmm. and they're kind of quick on certain things when you kind of not letting things develop so that's that's the difference and you want to put core that's what good coordinators do they put good guys together and crews absolutely
0: this is fantastic i think we're going to call that the first in the lab with strike that's an idea we have where every week i'm just going to throw something at you you see a play you're going to break it down in depth you know there's a concept in basketball we just went over refing, a pick and roll stuff like that we're going to go in the lab because that fascinates me I think it leads to some really good stuff. So we're gonna call that the first episode of that. Uh, now the first episode, though, of the shootout with Strick. Play play with trivia. Four questions for Strick, four questions for you. $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings, the prize for you. We're going NBA Awards this season's winners. Oh. Maybe, maybe some recent past winners oh. as well. i think you know that? And we'll play Strick in trivia. Call now 402-464-5685. Shootout comes your way next.